Inspiring solutions to save America one show at a time. Are you ready to get on board? When are you guys going to learn? The more you indict, the more we unite. Facts. It's Trump 2024. We don't care. You heard me? We already made our mind up. You already know when the hood got your back. Man, they deep in the hood. Gangsters. Talking about Trump 2024, you heard me? Woo woo! Wah! Gangsters! The hood got this man back. I'm just trying to tell you. You heard me? And we ain't we ain't stupid, man. American people, man. We ain't we ain't all them talking about lockdowns and back when the mask and all that. You know, they got a new virus coming and it's gonna be man, nobody don't care. Ain't fooling nobody no more with none of that. You know, new jack, man, nobody. Nobody being fooled no more. We all the way up. You heard me? It's Trump 2024. That's what it's going to be because we ain't having nothing else. From sea to shining sea. Three hours of bold truth and excellence. The Wendy Bell Radio Program. Well, welcome to our number three of today's Wendy Bell Radio program. Theme of the day is liars can't stop lying. And we've gone gone through many different examples from the border to the White House to the news to the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. So many examples all around us because we seem to have an epidemic in this country about telling the truth, a lack of it. We have a, a problem with honesty. And it's got to stop at some point. We've got to claw back into the realm of having a media that we can even moderately depend on. I remember when the war in Ukraine broke out. And all the journalists out there, I'm in TV and radio, but I'm on TV. And all the TV people I knew were all saying the same things. Oh my God, Everybody, and if you weren't on board with all of that stuff and you're like, well, what's going on here? Because what you, what we're being told is going on and the real story about why it's going on are almost always universes apart. And everybody piled on, blah, we're going to cover it this way and oh, Putin bad, Putin bad. Blah, 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 blah. Now, if you were on the outskirts of that looking in and saying, wow, this is a Lensky guy. Chuck Schumer's going over to meet him. Nancy Pelosi? What? What's going on? You're flying into a war zone? Joe Biden's flying into a war zone? And then you saw the propaganda, right? Where he's walking with Zelensky, and didn't they pipe in the sound of an air raid or something like that to make it sound like it was super bad and like, oh, this is, ah, and I'm sure it's awful. Please, war, awful, people die, shouldn't happen, wish it didn't, okay. That said, it's all an act in many regards. The damage is real. The predicate for it is almost exclusively nonsense. And it's almost always based in greed and in men acting like children. It's been my experience. So here's this story. We're going to talk about Fannie Willis, right? So I don't care that she's black. I don't care that she's a woman. 
I am browbeaten to the point of now being ticked off. That people who are female or black or box checking of some variety want to use that very quote unquote, I don't know, what do you call it, thing about them to make excuses for their own personal failure or corruption. Because we get it coming and going then. People who check boxes, we are told, should have easier access to certain things like entrance to colleges and universities. And now with DEI, we should all open up our our businesses and say, come one, come all. If you check a box, it's super important for me to get you in here to be on my team. I don't care how qualified you are. I don't care what kind of job you do. I just got to meet these requirements. Inherently is a system designed to, fa- to fail. And of course it is. That's the point, right? It's part of the destruction from within. These globalists, mind you, we are the prize. We are that star blinking on the top of the Christmas tree. We're what everybody wants to reach and get to, to climb for. And every single one of these countries wants to destroy that so that they can install themselves as a global whatever, right? So Fannie Willis, this woman is is dangerous in her derangement. But the corruption that seems to follow her wherever she goes is disgusting. Now, can you imagine on the holiday celebrating the life and the civil rights accomplishments of Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. Fannie Willis speaking at the the largest, the oldest black church in Atlanta. And this is where she is. She is speaking to the congregation, not about the Reverend King's dream, not about how far the black community has come, not about anything positive, but she uses it to spread the lie that it's because she's black that people are coming after her for giving her alleged lover, a prosecutor who she hired to help her prosecute Donald Trump, $650,000 to do so. And I want you to hear, she says that, She's the victim here, ladies and gentlemen. She, on, on, on the day commemorating Dr. King in front of an all-black church, this black woman is going to get up and she's going to claim racism for her obvious criminality, foibles. What is it? Listen to her on Monday and then we'll bounce off of it. Go. But dear God, are you listening? Why does Commissioner Thorne and so many others Question my decision in a special counsel. Lord, you're flawed, hard-headed, and imperfect child. I'm a little confused. I appointed three special counselors. Is my right to do? Paid them all the same hourly rate? Not true. They only attacked one. Racism. I hired one white woman, a good personal friend and great lawyer. A superstar, I tell you. I hired one white man, brilliant, my friend, and a great lawyer. And I hired one black man, another superstar, a great friend, and a great lawyer. 
Oh Lord, they gonna be mad when I call them out on this nonsense. Can you imagine going in front of a church on that very day and using this argument, saying that you hired two white people and one black guy and everybody's coming after you for the black guy hire because they're racist? Well, you know, it gets a little thicker than that, Fanny. Fulton County District Attorney Fanny Willis falsely stated Sunday that she paid all special prosecutors working on the case against former President Trump the same hourly rate as her alleged romantic partner, Nathan Wade, according to documents obtained by the Daily Caller News Foundation. Willis made the statement during her first public remarks since Trump co-defendant Michael Roman filed a motion last week claiming Willis was not only romantically involved with Wade, but also that she had benefited from a lucrative contract her office had awarded to Wade. As recently as May 2023, her office paid the attorney considered George's top racketeering expert, John Floyd. He's one of the guys, only 200 bucks an hour. Wade, who reportedly has little to no experience prosecuting RICO cases, which Donald Trump's case allegedly is, was earning 250 bucks an hour, according to billing statements obtained by the DCNF. You're going to say, well, it's only 50 bucks an hour. It's not that big of a deal. Oh, pshaw. In total, Wade's firm received nearly $654,000 from the Fulton County DA's office since the start of 2022, according to county records. Over the same period, the white prosecutor, Floyd, his firm received just over $90,000. Wait, she just sat in front of God and everybody. Oh, this flawed woman is saying that I pay everybody the same wage. Apparently not. 90654000 That seems like a mighty big disparity. Let's not forget, of course, that Wade filed for divorce from his wife. The day after his contract with Willis started, his wife alleged in court filings previously obtained by the Daily Caller that Wade did not disclose to her over $700,000 in earnings from the county, but continued to draw from her bank account despite the clear inequity in financial circumstances. He sounds like a lovely human being. So does Fannie Willis. That scumbaggery aside, pals, you cannot, you cannot blame racism for getting called out for paying what seems to be your sugar daddy an awful lot of money an awful lot of money to then have him take you on these fancy trips friends you know i'd love to go to napa valley i'd love to try wine country i'd love to taste a few rieslings my favorite or cabernet sauvignon or uh, whatever a sauvignon blanc a cabernet i'd love to do that well she did and georgia taxpayers paid for that because they pay Nathan Wade to quote unquote be a prosecutor alongside these two other white people, as she says. Now, do you guys look? Do you, do, you, do you look through the lens of race every moment of your life? Did you look at someone who could be a lawyer for you and you say, yeah, you know what? They don't look like I do. I don't trust them. Or look solely at that? No. So here we have her lie in front of God and everybody else celebrating Martin Luther King Jr., using that in the pulpit as her defense, and saying that the only reason why anybody is talking about this is because Nathan Wade and she are black. It's the same thing that that Joy Reid said on MSNBC when she was wearing, you know, 
a terrible blonde wig. That the only reason Donald Trump won is because of racism and white evangelical Christians. Are you out of your mind? Is this as good as we've got? No, it's not. More on this Nathan Wade guy, though. Oh, boy. He's a piece of work. We did a little digging. I got it for you next on the Wendy Bell Radio Network. So I misspoke a little bit. My apologies. I said we're going to talk about Nathan Wade, this prosecutor hired by Fannie Willis. A guy by all intents that just, you know, he might be a nice guy, but he seems probably vacuous. Uh, not very talented and certainly in no way uh, qualified in any regard to serve in this capacity to be one of the prosecutors, one of the three prosecutors that the DA selects to go after Donald Trump. Guy had no experience with RICO cases. Zero. And when I tell you some of the other stuff about him, you're going to be like, she's so just sleeping with the guy and they're all getting rich off of it. I'll give you money. You send me nice places with you and we'll have a little something, something. <laughs> okay. So. While all this stuff is going on, and Fannie Willis should absolutely be in the spotlight, don't don't you think if you're going to go after, arguably, the biggest name in the United States of America, Donald Trump, who, who just happens to be a president, who just happens to be the next president in, I mean, come on, right? You would have your A game. You would have somebody who was awesome in that position. We need the finest prosecutor. We need something solid. Someone who's smart. Someone who knows the law. Someone who is on the line, who is honest, and who can prove this case. Well, they didn't get that with Fannie Willis. So one would think that the Republican governor of Georgia, Brian Kemp, who is a master of suck, could possibly possibly listen to all the cries around him of malicious prosecution, of making up stuff, of Fannie Willis cooperating and working with the January 6th committee, getting information that Donald Trump in his own defense is not allowed to get because the January 6th committee just, oh, yeah, we deleted those videos. We didn't know we were going to need those. Fannie Willis has all that information and they gave it to her to use as tools in her arsenal in their desire, number one objective, to destroy and dismantle the idea of President Trump. Kemp, as the Republican, as just, let's just, let's just hope that he's an honest governor, that he's a good guy, that, that he does right by everybody, right? And I don't, it's not the case. Where's Brian Kemp right now? Well, he's not looking into Fannie Willis. He's not reading the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. He's not reading all of these other news reports. He's in Davos, Switzerland, hobnobbing with Klaus Schwab. Because <laughs> that's a priority. Headline Breitbart. Brian Kemp flies to Davos while refusing to open criminal probe into Fannie Willis. I have but one conclusion I can draw. Kemp is in on it too. Of course. Kemp has been working with the opposition since the beginning. Brad Raffensperger, same way. Period. Your time will come, Brian. Your time will come. So he's flown over to Davos, Switzerland. 
Republican Governor Brian Kemp appeared at the World Economic Forum in Davos, Switzerland Tuesday while ignoring calls to criminally prosecute Fulton County District Attorney Fannie Willis. Kemp's Davos vacation suggests he prefers to socialize with global elites than combat corruption in his own state of Georgia. Kemp told Georgia state lawmakers his Davos trip is, quote, a great opportunity for me to be out here to share Georgia's success story. You know, kind of like the all-star game and how Stacey Abrams, that malignant woman, gummed up that stuff and cost black people, business owners in Atlanta, $100 million. I can go and share with the world the fine success of our governance. Oh, I'm sorry. That's not what he said. He said it's a great opportunity for me to be out here to share Georgia's success story with people from around the world. Wow. He sounds like a passionate orator because I believe they can certainly learn a thing or two from us. (laughs) Wow. It's not clear. The article continues what global elites would learn from Kemp. Kemp is knowing he's out, right? He's done. He's getting bounced. And he should because he sucks. And he's like, well, considering I'm an I'm a rhino. So it just says I'm a I'm a hole punching Republican. But what I really am is something else. This is a phenomenal opportunity for me to get in with the in crowd and see where I can, you know, be of service in the future. For over a week, many Republicans have urged Kemp to launch an investigation into Willis for corruption surrounding a prosecution of former President Donald Trump. Last week, Marjorie Taylor Greene filed a complaint against Willis and her top prosecutor, Nathan Wade, seeking the dismissal of the charges against Trump. Greene contends Willis potentially benefited by working with prosecutor Wade. Bow, chicka, bow, bow, and her alleged romantic relationship with him displays an unlawful partisan pattern to illegally politicize and weaponize her public office. Kemp, sorry, too busy, gotta go lick the boots of Klaus Schwab. Just so you know where everybody is, who the players are, what they look like, so the next time they try to tell you no, Believe me, I care about you. Look at my flag lapel pin. That tells you everything. Uh, Don't go anywhere. It's too easy and fun. We're going to talk more about Nathan Wade. You know, probably, I don't know what he is, but he's not talented. Doesn't seem like he's scrupulous either. Next on the Wendy Bell Radio Network. Welcome back, my friends. You were dialed into the Wendy Bell radio program. We're talking a little bit about this case in uh, in Fulton County, Georgia. And all of it is based on a lie. This idea that Donald Trump was pressuring Georgia officials to lie, to go look for things, to go round up votes, to break the law, you know, to do what is done so commonly in our elections, which is disgusting. That is the story that he tried to overturn an election. And because of that, he represents a threat. Now, those of us paying attention know it's completely moronic. But there are people out there who get their information from MSNBC and CNN who this is what they believe. Now, I say this on this program commonly, and I mean it. There are some people who will not be saved. These are the people who've gotten eight shots 
who are ready for their sixth booster, right? Or seventh booster. There are some people who, no matter how much you try to tell them, will never hear you. And sadly, we have to walk away from those folks. It is a drain on our energy, and the mission is laser-focused. Save America from the destruction of these people who are in bed with globalists that we didn't vote for, that I don't care about, and who suck. Simple as that. The degree to which these people have fiddled with our way of life, have taken previously esteemed institutions, including the United States military, including the whole idea of medicine and research in this country, and have flushed them summarily down the toilet, is staggering. And I, I reject the idea that we need to make different rules for different kinds of people who look different kinds of ways in order to quote unquote make things fair. Because if you're going to do something for one and you're not going to do it for another, it's inherently unfair. And the amount of, of white college educated liberals who have picked up this toxic ball from these Democrat elitists and have run with it is staggering to me. This Nathan Wade guy, though, we, we got to talk about the piece of work he is. He, he certainly was not hired by Fannie Willis as the DA of Fulton County to, to be a rock star gunslinger in this case against Donald Trump. You'd want somebody in a RICO case who knew all sorts of stuff, who was a star, top in his field, graduated, blah, 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 from such and such. Ugh. Do you know who else he's represented? Yeah. If you're going to go after and try to dethrone the number one person in the country, whether you like him or hate him, Donald Trump, wouldn't you think you would do that? Well, you, you would, unless you were Fannie Willis. Unless you're so used to getting away with crap and spending people's money and taking your own bread and soaking up the gravy and then lying about it. And when people call you out on it saying, oh, that's racist, that doesn't hold water. We're over it. See, everything can't be racist. Everything can't be discriminatory. At some point, you have to be held responsible for just sucking. And, and then when that time comes, sorry, bye. So let's talk a little bit about this. 11alive.com. This is a TV station, presumably... I like them. This is an interesting article. Headline, Georgia Trump case, special prosecutor Nathan Wade connected to 2020 open records controversy. Let's talk a little bit about this guy. If, if Fannie Willis lies to, to the church in Atlanta about paying all the prosecutors the same when we know that this guy's legal group got $656,000 and the white guy... If it's going to be about race, because she made it about race, got 90. We got some disparities going on here. Let's do a little dive. Wade testified he kept no written documentation of an investigation he was tasked with overseeing. <laughs> what? 
As the special prosecutor helping to lead the Fulton County District Attorney's Office, prosecution of former President Donald Trump is under mounting scrutiny. And as Brian Kemp is having crumpets and, you know, Perrier Jouet in in Davos, records show Nathan Wade's conduct was called into question years earlier when he admitted in court that he destroyed notes. Sort of like the January 6th committee. What? Sort of like the bleach pit. What? What? No, that hammer fell on my cell phone, says Hillary Clinton. It's almost like they've had the same playbook for years. Wade has faced an increasingly bright spotlight after Ashley Merchant, no relation to the author of the report, also named Merchant, a defense attorney representing Michael Roman in the 2020 election case, filed a motion accusing Fulton County DA Fannie Willis and Wade of engaging in an improper clandestine personal relationship. It's important to note the filing did not provide concrete evidence in support of their bounce bow bow Right? However, Wade's conduct has been questioned before. Let's see who we're dealing with. This guy who makes $656,000. Got to be really good. Following a series of inmate deaths within the Cobb County Jail, 11 Alive filed an open records request in 2020 to better understand the circumstances surrounding the in-custody deaths. Specifically, 11 Alive sought the, quote, complete criminal and internal affairs case files pertaining to three three Cobb County inmates. The Cobb County Sheriff's Office declined to release the records. Gotta love transparency. Despite the fact that their attorney acknowledged two of the files, quote, were previously released to members of the public. It's sort of like Donald Trump not being privy to all the information that the January 6th committee gleaned, but Fannie Willis was given it. When Donald Trump's defense said, hey, we need that stuff, they're like, wait, we deleted those uh, recordings. I didn't didn't know we needed those as though that's going to work their reasoning the cases had been reopened as part of a broader investigation by an independent law firm into inmate deaths according to an email from a Cobb County attorney included in a court filing Nathan Wade's law firm was asked to conduct his this third party review according to a court, court filing on behalf of then Cobb County Sheriff Neil Warren. So three dudes die in custody, right? Sheriff says, I'm not going to hand that story, that stuff over to you. Information had already been released about two of the inmates, but he says, nope, I'm not going to do it. So the sheriff's office hires this Nathan Wade guy and said, why don't you come in here? Because I'm sure you have no bias at all. And why don't you do your own little investigation into what happened to these these guys? Why did they die? Well, under Georgia law, open investigations are generally exempt from disclosure required under the Open Records Act. But 11 Alive reporting at the time had raised questions about the authenticity of the investigation. And 11 Alive attorneys filed suit to release the records. What did Nathan Wade, this wizard of genius, what did he find out about these deaths? In one filing, Sheriff Warren's attorney wrote that over the course of about five months, both Nathan Wade and his law partner had met with numerous staff members and inmates and reviewed hundreds of files. According to the document, the estimated time for completion of the review was mid-October. Well, that document was filed October 9th, 2020. At a hearing three days later, Wade said... As of the time of the hearing, he had no records of the investigation. Wait, 
You were hired by the sheriff to investigate the death of three inmates. You spent all this time and got paid for it. And you filed your report and three days later you have no records? Where are your interviews? Where are your notes? Where are the photographs? What did you do? What did your team accomplish? You filed a report. Well, where's the meat and potatoes to back it up? 11 Alive attorney Derek Bauer asked, you don't have a single record in your possession that's associated with the review and the assessment that you've been engaged to undertake? Wade responded, I do not. He said his law firm didn't have any either. When pressed, Wade said he had created work product, not just in the form of documents and communications or records memorializing, reflecting evidence or relating to the work, he said. 11 Alive's attorney said, well, what work product was that? Wade said, <laughs> you guys ready? Wade said he kept it all in his mind. <laughs> Wait, I heard you through the glass, Brock. What? <laughs> what? I kept it in my mind. I have obviously my brainchild. What's going on in my mind about it, he said. That's what I have. My friends, how does this dude continue to fail upwards? How is it possible that, that, that he is one of three special prosecutors in this case that's set to take down the president of the United States and ruin his chances from ever running again? What? On the occasions when Wade did take paper notes on, on interviews, he said he destroyed them. I got done with it, I destroyed it, and I walked out, he said. What? How? 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 Now, see, these people will, will say to you that, that if you come after them, that you're a racist. That if you say, that is so holy BS, my BS-o-meter has exploded! It's not only like, bing, bing, bing. It's like, <laughs> you kept them in your mind? That's your defense? That's as a kid when you ask why and your mom says, because I said so. What? That's who we're dealing with, friends. These are the rocket scientists who think they have the goods to dismantle Donald Trump. Got it? Okay, don't go anywhere because I, I've got a lib of the week for you. It is mwah, perfecto. You must have it. Next on the Wendy Bell Radio Network. You know, it's such a shame when these liberal policies that make your life uncomfortable or a little inconvenient or just don't make a whole lot of sense. What's the argument? Those blue plastic bags you get at the at the grocery store or at Target or CVS or wherever you shop um, is killing the world. It's killing the, the oceans. It's it's in the it's pollution. It takes too much to make. Blah, 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 so we're going to stop doing it. Does this happen to you? Do you guys live in a blue state? I'm in Pennsylvania. All right. So it was a couple and we have a new socialist county executive. Hey, what can you say? You get the government your sucky neighbors vote for. Period. So no more bags at the store. You got to get your own. You got to bring it in. And if you don't, they'll have a bag for you, but they're going to charge you. California has been doing this forever. 
So you can imagine how sad it was to see this from the Daily Caller. Blue State's aggressive plastic bag ban has failed miserably so far, report finds. Wait, what? You can't tell me that we're saving the earth and running a money laundering operation. What? Or a get-rich-quick scheme? Well, let's read. New Jersey's 2022 ban on plastic bags may have actually increased greenhouse gas emissions and the use of plastic while serving as a windfall for grocers and screwing you and I added that part, but it was fair. According to a newly released report, Democratic New Jersey Governor Phil Murphy's administration effectuated a statewide ban on single use plastic bags in May of 22. They intended to reduce pollution. The policy appears, though, to have actually increased increase that inverse relationship between do-goodery and results that suck. What? Or actually, it should be they're working at the same time. Not only they, do they not reduce pollution, they appear to have actually increased consumption of more plastics. This is according to a report by the Fredonia Group, a premier international business research company. All right. Well, the ban appears to have achieved the opposite outcome as intended. It has proven to be a boon for retailers in the state. This is amazing. The volume of single-use plastic bags in the state declined by about 60% after the ban went into place in New Jersey. However, the transition to those reusable plastic bags, you know, you get them at Marshall's, you get them at Trader Joe's, they're hanging on the wall. Oh, it's only $9. Oh, wonderful. I'll buy that. Who do you think is losing out here? The transition to reusable plastic bags increased plastic consumption by nearly 300% to produce more of those durable replacements. Because you know what's going on? People aren't using them forever. They're getting more. And that's what's making these store owners loaded. Additionally, About six times as much woven and non-woven polypropylene plastic was used to make the reusable plastic bags. I I hate when that happens. When the, you know, when the the solution is worse than the problem, right? 300% more plastic consumption. Additionally, about six times much as much woven and non-woven propylene pro pro polypropylene whatever plastic was used to make the reusable placement bags which is a plastic that is not typical recycled it's not even recyclable i mean come on this is killing all the whales for the spite for the sake of putting stupid windmills in the ocean and then saying what i don't see a dead whale on the shore i don't know what you're talking about and dr fauci is a very fine doctor Right? And those Border Patrol agents, if they would just stop whipping people, that's where we are. This is the part you're going to love. These non-woven polypropylene plastic bags, okay? It consumes over 15 times more plastic and generates more than five times the amount of greenhouse gas emissions during production per bag than the products used to make single-use bags. The report also found that the typical store that sells those dumb bags, guess what they can make? In a year, $200,000. What? What? I'm such a good person. I'm going to put these bags up that you can use again and again and again. Now, the average person only uses them three times before they get funky and they toss them because we're lazy and we don't take care of stuff and wash them off. 
The average profit means that one major retailer, think Kroger, think Piggly Wiggly, right, can make approximately $42 million each year across all of its locations simply by selling those reusable bags. There you go. Liberals suck, debunked, again, or embraced. All right, now, ladies and gentlemen, it is that blessed time of the week. Time now for the Wendy Bell Radio Programs. Love me, love me, love me. I'm a liberal. Liberal of the week. Man, it's getting a little too easy to find these. Uh, We didn't go far. In fact, I've spoken of the aforementioned liberal of the week earlier in the program. Uh, This is Joy Reid. After the Iowa caucuses on their decision desk, she's very concerned. And she's going to talk about Nikki Haley in a uh, a very offensive and disgusting way. And I think you should probably hear this. Go ahead. New Hampshire. And I think to the point that you made, Steph, I mean, it's the elephant in the room. She's still a brown lady that's got to try to win in a party that is deeply anti-immigrant and which accepts the notion that you can say immigrants are poisoning the blood of our country. She's getting, you know, birthered by Donald Trump. Um, and I don't care how much the donor class likes her, which will yeah. ramp up a lot, the better yeah. she does in New yes. Hampshire. So it's still a challenge. I don't see how she becomes the nominee of that party with Donald Trump still around. I can't picture it happening. Maybe it could happen. Ron DeSantis' only argument for staying in it is he's the white guy that he can still make the appeal to white people. While we have... <sighs> when you see the world only through the prism of race that is what you get and i can tell you i had it pulled up on my computer the internet headline meowed m-e-a-w-w.com never heard of it internet wants joy reed fired as she claims white christian iowa trump voters want people of color to bow down before them it's all very unfortunate but when it begins to interfere in our way of life enough is enough hey joy enough this is the wendy bell radio network hope you're back with us tomorrow 21 hours away peace